What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Life Unedited, your lifestyle guide to creating the life that aligns solely with you so that you may live the life you have always dreamed of. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, and I am so excited to welcome you officially welcome you in to 2023. Oh man, what a whirlwind it has been so far. Okay. And I do like mean that crazy wholeheartedly whirlwind of the past week or two. If you follow me on Facebook, and my my handle is at Tabitha Lynn Sweeney, and you should follow me on Facebook, so definitely like go do that. But if you follow me on Facebook, I did a live the other day where I actually read out everything that happened in the past decade, all of the things I've lived through, and then I burned it because I said I'm not bringing this shit into 2023 with me, right? Like it's not coming into my 40s with me. And that's kind of what I want to touch on today. But I want to go a little bit deeper than I did in that live. That was like a four-minute live, um, and it ended with me setting off the fire smoke alarms. So just in case you're wondering, like, yep, it was a good time. Go back. Take a laugh. So a lot of times when we think of our decades, you know, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I This is the first time I'm thinking of a decade. Like, this is the first time I'm looking at something as like a full 10-year spectrum. And dude, it sucked. So I feel like this is a really good way for you to get to know me on a slightly deeper level, for you to understand maybe why I'm so passionate about what I do, what I do. And I am certain that there is something in here that is relatable. So as always, one of my major goals is to make sure that you know you are not alone in this life. Everything I share, I share all of my struggles. I share all of my hardships. I share all of the mountains that I've had to climb and the number of times I've slipped and fell back down that mountain, I share all of that for inspiration. I do not share it for pity. I do not share it for bragging rights. I simply share it because I don't think enough people talk about their genuine struggles and about the shit that they've had to overcome. I think a lot of times people see me and they see my business and they walk into my business and it's very easy to walk in and be like, oh, wow, this is this is gorgeous. My space is gorgeous. And it's easy to misunderstand what has actually gone in to building that space or building that home. And something I'm working really hard on, especially this year and going into this decade, is letting go of the people who say things like, must be nice. Must be nice to do this or to have this. Yeah, you know what? It is. And you know what, Karen? 
I worked my fucking ass off to get it. I have let the mentality of people having those thoughts about me sabotage my success for far too many years, and I'm done. So I invite you to also be done. I invite you to stop living the ever so humble life and start being really fucking proud of the things you've accomplished and letting people know. But while doing so, also let people know the struggles it took to accomplish those things. So what I'm going to do today, what I'd like to do is revisit the past decade because this decade was one of a kind. So here we go. I am going to run this timeline from January 1st, 2012 to December 31st, 2022. So on February 11th, 2012, uh, it was freezing. It was snowing. We went for a trail run at the ridge and I got engaged at the top of the hill. On November 24th, 20, 2012, I was married. It was Thanksgiving weekend. It was also my 30th birthday. It was the closest I have ever felt to a fairy tale princess. And it was the wedding that I had always dreamed of. It was small. It was elegant. I My body physically was in the best shape of its life. And the entire wedding was just so perfect and so elegant. In November of 2013, I miscarried. In August of 2014, I gave birth to my daughter. In October of 2014, six weeks after I brought my daughter home, we buried my grandfather. For anybody who is unaware, my grandfather and I had a very, very close relationship. They had, my grandparents owned a duplex, and years before this, I actually had moved in um, to help around the house and with little things, be able to bring in the groceries and mow the lawn and all of that stuff. And when we got married, we still stayed there. So my grandfather was somebody that I saw every single day, and he was somebody who I had I had a relationship with him unlike anybody else I've ever known. In May of 2016, we closed on my dream home in the village. It was an older house and the plan was to gut and renovate. Owning an old house in the village was had always been my dream. And 
the plan was not to renovate right away, but we had another place to live. So we didn't have to live in the midst of the renovations, right? And it was it was my it was absolutely perfect. It was it was the home I always dreamed and wanted. In August of 2016, I gave birth to my son. In August of 2017, this was like the most pivotal year probably in my life. Pivotal month of the most pivotal year in my life. In August of 2017, I opened the doors to Vitality Buffalo. Both of my children had birthdays. They had turned one and three. My ex-husband attempted suicide on my daughter's third birthday. It was a shitstorm of emotions. It went from the highest of highs at the beginning of the month as I took those keys and I opened and unlocked the studio for the first time to the public to the biggest how do I keep going through life as my husband was lying in the hospital bed. Between August of 2017 and some point in time in 2019, I don't remember much. I don't remember when I started getting back on my feet. I don't remember when I started functioning really again and doing more than going through the motions. Because from August of 17 to sometime in 2019, life was nothing more than going through the motions. That's literally all I did. I, I ran on autopilot. And it was sad. It was hard. I remember having such conflicting emotions. We would go to therapy and his therapist would tell me this or that. And I remember just thinking like, but but what about me? And the thoughts I would have. And then I would be like, you're not allowed to have those thoughts. You're not allowed to have those feelings because, because he's the one going through this. But I was going through things too. And... It was the most devastating, awful two years of my life. We were financially bankrupt. My only goal in the world was to keep the house. And we were able to do so in a large part due to my parents. We, I went through every penny we had in savings trying to put pieces back together. And still found ourselves in collections. It was it was awful in every way. We had become a family who was adopted for Christmas. Um, we, I mean, there was there was so much pain. And so much shame associated with those years of my life because I didn't even know how to tell people what we were going through. 
And if you just looked from the outside, everything looked perfect. But if you came in behind the closed doors, I was living in hell. In April of 2019, I walked back into my grandmother's house, the same house that my grandfather used to live in, and I found my grandmother unresponsive, whimpering on the floor. She passed away three days later, and we spent those entire three days at the hospital. In March of 2020, COVID made its grace us with its presence. And the same exact day that the governor had told me I needed to close the fitness studio was the same exact day that I told my ex-husband I wanted a divorce. I told him I wanted a divorce, but at that moment, due to COVID, we really didn't know what to do, and I told him he could stay in the house for a little bit longer. It was Father's Day, June of 2020, when I found bottles upon bottles upon bottles realized exactly how big the drinking problem really was and told him he needed to get the fuck out of the house. In August of 2020, I was finally able to reopen the doors. And that lasted for two months because in November of 2020, we had to close for three weeks again. By December of 2020, my divorce was finalized. It was the happiest day I had had in a really long time. But I still had really big problems on my hands because I had to figure out what I was going to do and how I was going to move the business forward coming out of this year of COVID. So I decided to bring my two best friends and their small businesses into my space to rent space from me and help me stay afloat. That was in January of 2021. By March of 2021, I had came home again. And after changing the locks on my house more than once, I still found my ex-husband inside the house. And that was the last time I could handle it. I... I had a discussion with the cop and I said, you know, he asked me if I was really prepared to die for a house. And at the end of the day, a house is a house. And I called the realtor that day. House was on the market a couple days later. And the kids and I had packed all of our shit up, put it into storage, and kicking and screaming, I went back to live in my old bedroom with my parents. And up until this point, every single time I thought that it couldn't get worse, every single time I thought I was at the bottom, I learned I wasn't there yet. 
May of 2021, I learned that my ex-mother-in-law was hitting my children when they went to visit their father. I called four attorneys, four different attorneys before I finally got one who agreed that we could do something. So in November of 2021, we went back to court with it, looking for an attempt to lessen my ex's access to the kids. In March of 2022, I realized I had no boundaries with my renters at the studio. And I attempted to instill boundaries, but it's really hard to put boundaries in place with people that you've never had boundaries with. And that blew up really big in my face. It ended with us splitting the space into two units, dividing the lease, and I never spoke to my two best friends again. In June of 2022, my, I lost one of my storage units and that hurt. It's the first time I've ever lost something like that. It's the first, it's the first time I was ever in that position, but it happened. And it's okay because it does not define who I am. In July of 2022, I made the official decision to close the fitness part of my business. Once I closed that part of the business, I realized how, how much that business was blocking my energy from what I really wanted to be doing. In December of 2022, for the first time in close to a decade, I met someone who made me feel alive, who checked all of the boxes on my end, who made me think about the future in a brand new way, and who then decided I wasn't the right fit for him. I, that action led me down a road of really, really deep self-reflection to kind of feel out where things It led me down a road of self-reflection that led me to a critical point in my adolescent development, young adult development, right, at 19 years old, 
of recognizing the first truly abusive relationship I was in. And that led me to actually message an old boyfriend from high school and to say to him, hey, this is weird because I haven't talked to you in 20 years, but I wanted to say thank you because you're the, you are the last person I have been with that didn't abuse me and that respected me and that genuinely, truly cared. And that led to healing I didn't even know I needed, I think on both ends. He also had said the same thing that he needed the healing because he was so angry with me when it was over. And I think this idea that neither of us ever harbored hurt feelings for the other one, it it brought it really brought a lot of healing. And it was healing I didn't even know I needed. So that was huge. But what I see when I look back at this list, when I when I look back and I look at the decade. And so for me, this is a pivotal decade because I just turned 40 at the end of 2022. So for me, this is like, it's a brand new decade. This is, this is a big year for me. And I've said over and over again, I'm not bringing the shit from my 30s into my 40s. And I think we need to, we need to stop sometimes and we need to reflect. We need to look at who we were and how far we've come. And we need to give credit where credit is due for the growth that we've endured. And we need to make amends with the pieces of us that we might not have been, we're no longer really proud of, right? So when I look back at this and I think back to February 11th, 2012, when we got engaged, I remember that feeling of getting engaged and being so happy. But you know what I really remember the most? The relief that I was going to be married before I was 30. That is sad. That came from my own insecurity. And I don't, that's something I don't want any woman to ever go through again. I don't want any woman to ignore the red flags. That's why this mission is so important to me. That's why my message is so important because it's about getting in tune with you. It's about learning to accept and love you. Being able to turn inward for validation. That was something I couldn't do back then. I didn't have that capability. 
I didn't know how to turn inward. And it's something, it's a place, it's a mindset I never want to go back to. So my challenge for you is you set out on this year is to really reflect. Do you need to look at one year, three years, five years, the whole decade? I want you to ask yourself, do you know who you are? Do you know what you want? Are you dreaming big enough? Because I will tell you, the girl that put that ring on her finger in February of 2012, her dreams were so big. They were huge. And nine years in, by the end of 2021, She couldn't have told you one of them. She didn't accomplish one of them, and she couldn't have told you what any of those dreams were. She had no idea who she was. She had no idea what she wanted in life. She had no boundaries, none. She went from being this sassy spitfire who knew what she wanted and went after it with a fucking vengeance to being this doormat that was just there to be stepped on, cleaned up the mud. And even as she began in 2022 to really heal, to really dream again, to learn how to trust herself again, The reason that man came into her life in December of 2022 was to remind her she's not dead inside. To show her she still has a little bit more healing to do before she's ready for anything serious. But to remind her that she is worthy and she is wanted. She's a fucking catch. And if you aren't standing in front of the mirror saying to yourself, I'm a fucking catch, I deserve the best that's out there. What are you actually living with? How are people actually treating you? I want you to claim this year. Claim it for you. And decide that this is it. There is no better time to go after what it is you want. But here's the key, and I want you to listen really, really carefully to this. If you do not believe that you are worthy of having what you want, You will never get it. So 
So I want you to understand and claim that you are fucking worthy. And if you can't, if you can't stand there and look in the mirror and be like, I fucking deserve this. I deserve the life I want. I deserve every dream that's in front of me. Then there's some more work to do. And don't give up. Because I promise you, why did I read you all of that bullshit that I've been through in my 30s? I didn't read it to you to toot my own horn. I didn't read it to you so that people can come back and tell me how strong I am. I didn't read it to you for any of that. I read it to you so that you can understand we can come out of really bad situations. That you are capable I need you to know that you are worthy because until every woman on this earth knows how fucking worthy she is of love and respect and of of validating her own feelings, We don't have a chance of owning our place in this world, and we deserve to. So on that note, I want you to go out and do something good today and lift yourself up. Look in the mirror and give yourself a pep talk. And remember that you are worthy.